Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Hello, hello. We are excited for today's episode. So many books piling so up. So many books to talk about. Like I'm picking and choosing and ah. I There have been weeks where I barely have enough or I only do two. Yeah. Or I'm scrambling to be like, well, what did I read in the past that I could talk about? What do I not really want to talk about today is where I'm at. where I'm at too. Like there's so many. I've been on a nonstop reading streak. I'm super excited about it. But before we jump into that, I have a couple mm-hmm. of things. Okay. The first thing is we got a message on Instagram from one of our listeners. Thank you so much um, for reaching out, Melanie. But I wanted to share this on the podcast because I think more people have this question than just Melanie. Mm-hmm. So I'll read. I'm going to read her message to us. Um, and then we're going to answer it. She says, hi, love your podcast. I've been listening for about six months. We Thank love you, Melanie. Um, huge bibliophile, but I hardly have time to read. But I'm trying very hard to change that. Well done. Absolutely. We support you. Um, she's wondering where we get all of our books. Do we read them or listen to them? Uh, she purchases a lot of books through Thrift Books and then reads on Audible, but that gets pricey. And I don't know if there was any sites that we use, that Jamie and I use, that isn't as expensive as Audible. Thanks so much, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, too. Absolutely. I love this question so much. Um, We have touched on this in the past, but but it's it's been a long time. It's been a couple years. We've been here a while. Yeah. So let's get it again. I was When I read her question, I thought, we need to revisit this and share our tips and tricks on how we read and listen, because we do a lot. And if I paid for every book I read, I would be in the poorhouse. My, yes. <laughs> my, my sweet teacher money would not support it. Right? I have <laughs> no, my stay-at-home mom money. Yeah. Uh, my students today, I like give them a little party, like they earn points. And then we have like, we had a cupcake party today where I bring mini Ooh. cupcakes. So we're voting on what our next party should be. We always do a vote. And these were their suggestions this time. Okay. An iPhone party <laughs> or a money party. <laughs> and I was like... Where are these kindergartners coming well, from? my sweet teacher money doesn't support either of those things. So... Back to the drawing board. Back to Skittles or Kit Kats, okay? <laughs> That's what I can afford. <laughs> I just anyway that just saying sweet Seriously, teacher money like, that's what, what that reminded in the world me of. kindergartners and they want were cash. dead serious dead serious like Over. why not <laughs> are you kidding me well why no. do you think your parents haven't given you an iPhone well they a, aren't going to care about my tips about anyway, saving money sorry. with books yeah but we are going to save some money with books by doing it I will look a few different ways yes I will look for a deal. In a, if I find a good deal for a book, that is like the best day ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a couple of tips. Um, and some of these I already shared with Melanie, but I want to share with everybody. Um, I do have a subscription to Audible. Um, mm-hmm. I usually use that monthly credit, credit. for our book club book. Absolutely. Because yep. I'm reading it for a specific time and we're going to be talking about it. And it's so it's time sensitive. I can't wait for it at the library, whatever. So I usually will use it for that. Otherwise they kind of stockpile for something I really want that I can't find at my library. Right. But my library is my first stop. Every time. Right. Mm-hmm. I 
our library has an app that it provides all of its members that you can download ebooks and audiobooks free mm-hmm. of charge. Yeah, so a lot of li- libraries do, and they'll use Libby mm-hmm. or Overdrive. Mm-hmm. I know there used to be RB Digital. I don't know if Overdrive took over RB Digital uh, or if Libby took over all of them. But these are the things I know. Yeah, and that's our local. We're in Utah. That's what they use here. There may be different apps, like uh, there may other be different states. ones, but I think Libby is one of those that a lot of different libraries use outside of Utah, even. Okay, but. Go Check to your local your library. library first. It'll yeah. link you to whatever it uses. I bet you could even look online to their mm-hmm. website and they would tell you like what online platform they're mm-hmm. using. I'm going to throw out too for those in Utah, your Salt Lake County library card, you can have added to the Salt Lake City library system. And then you can put both of those on Libby and check both catalogs. Yes. And it doubles the amount of books you can put on hold. I can put 20 books on hold now. But you have to link your county library right. to the city library. Because I have a county card, but it is not linked mm-hmm. to the city library. So I don't have access. I need to go and You just do need that. to go and get it linked. I and it's that's it. free. It's no big deal. It's still the same library card number for both cards. Uh-huh. They're just, they link it together. I anyway, so love if you're that in, so very much. in Salt Lake County. I think I might, I need to do that. That's on my list. Okay. Okay, I receive daily emails from BookBub, which I've mm-hmm. kind of mentioned Same. before. Like I might say, oh, I found this book on BookBub. Uh-huh. And it sends me like a daily list of books that are on sale at Amazon. They're ebooks mm-hmm. that are on sale. Sometimes I'll find a book and I'm like, ooh, that looks good. And I'll check my library. If my yes. library doesn't have it. I will follow, you go back. I follow the link to Amazon and I will check because I prefer listening. Uh-huh. I can I listen to a lot more books than I have time to sit and physically read, even though I love reading the most. Absolutely. Yep. Um, that's yep, just yep, where yep. I'm at in this time of my life. So I will go to the Amazon app, and usually when a book is on sale, so is the audiobook. So it might say, Oh, this book is 99 cents, and you can add the audible version for $4.99. Ah. And I'm like, sweet. So I so will you, buy it for like six bucks because you get both. You so get I end both. up getting the ebook and the audiobook. But then you can just listen to it and not. Right. Because I think we were just talking about this. Like a monthly credit from Audible is like, what, $14 mm-hmm. or 14 something? Yeah. And so if I can save that credit for like a full price. Well, isn't book, it 15 something for a monthly I think member? It I is. think it's 15 and you get one credit with that. Yeah. But then you buy. You can buy more credits. More credits, which come out to be about 13 to $14 a credit. I think it's, you can buy three credits for $35 right. and 88 cents. But this is something that I don't always do that I need to be better about. Look and see how much the book is if you just buy it. You don't have to have a membership to Audible to use Audible. You can go in and just buy individual books and listen to them. You listen to them still through the Audible app. Through the Audible app, but you, but you don't, don't have, have to have, have a, a subscription. No, you don't. So you can just pay Check straight out. out the price of the book. So if you do have a subscription, you don't have a credit, or the book's $10, don't spend your credit that's fifteen ninety nine. Right, you're spending more. Use that for something else. And pay the ten dollars. Such a book nerd, I love this so much. So, for example, we're gonna throw a little plug out for this month's yes book club pick, which is "Everything Sad Is Untrue" 
by Daniel Nayeri. It's got a very long wait list at our library. I'm 12 weeks out as of today. Okay, we'll never I get it in time. I need to start it this week. <laughs> so we were, were just assuming that we would need to use our Audible credit. I just was like, oh, we're just sitting here talking about these deals. I'm going to jump on Amazon and check it out. Sure enough, I can buy the Audible book for $10. Oh, on Amazon? On Audible? On just Amazon. Through, on you Amazon, have to go to Amazon. Through, okay. I'm sorry. You have to go on Amazon. You cannot buy the book through, through Audible, the Audible app. But you can get it on Amazon and listen to it through and you listen to it through, through Audible. Audible. Yeah. Sorry. So yes. I'm glad you clarified that. So we. So what I'm saying is you can go right now and buy the book for $10. It's regularly more than that. Right. And it's more, it's less than if you were to buy it with a credit. With your credit from Audible. Whew. Whoop, whoop. Save you five bucks. I know. So those are the main ways. I also mentioned um, little lending libraries. I have one in my front yard, which I Adore is my most favorite it's so treasure. Cute. It's so it's fun. So cute. And I cannot tell you how many people are really using use it. it. Yes, I'll go that. get it. And it's like new books. I love it so very much. Thank you for using the little lending library in my in my yard. But they are all over the country. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the little lending library website, they have a map that will show like the little library near you. And you can Always. Those are free books. Anywhere you go. So if you're on a road trip and you're like, hey, we need a new book. Yeah. Find where the closest little lending library is and you can take a book. You can give a book. Yeah. It's just pull up and take something. It's free. people who love reading. Yeah. Just my to promote kind reading. Of people. My kind too. So those were my top recommendations. Oh, there is another website. I, I mentioned BookBub. There's chirp.com, which does mm-hmm. audiobook deals. Yes. And you listen to those through their app, through, through the their chirp own app. Chirp app. Which I've found some great deals there and yeah. books that I've liked. Yeah. I really, I think I can't emphasize enough check your local library. Most of my books, 90% of my books, I wait for at the library. Even yeah. Even if there's I a have wait. to wait on hold. Yeah. There so. is a, there is a fun, I mean, we could probably spend a whole episode talking about the tricks. Of the app. Mm-hmm. Sarah's really good at the app. I am a weirdo She's about it. She's got some <laughs> tricks and some organization tips that oh. we should do an episode on that. Because I yeah, learned from Sarah too. It would, it could, I could just keep on talking. but So definitely do that. Get started there. Um, it's going to be like a whole new world. You'll never be so happy. Right. Books at your fingertips. Literally, I don't even have to drive to the library anymore. Yeah. It used to be like... At least once a week, I was at the library. Yep, at least, and I haven't been to the library. It's in a hard really to long get going. Yeah, I mean, I take I my little one because yeah. she still likes the little picture books, right? But I'm not going for myself. Right, you just go and do her things. I'm going for her. Yeah, yeah. totally. So fun. Great questions. That was a great question. Um, we love hearing from you guys. So if you send think more of anything questions else, our way. Yeah. Yeah. Send them our way. We spend a lot of time thinking about books and how to get books. Yeah, inexpensively. I do not yeah. want to spend money on books. Right. Anyway. Okay. Jamie, though, do you yes. have a fun fact for us today? I sure do. So Daniel Nairi is our author for our book this month, Everything Sad is Untrue. And I pulled up a interview I was reading through on PublishersWeekly.com. And the question that stood out to me in this is, have any members of your family read this book? Now, if you remember, he immigrated here from Iran with his family because his mom had joined a Christian church there and that was against the law. And so 
they had to leave. And so that's why they came here. So, um, and him and his sister and his mom came. Um, He said his mom read it early enough that I could make changes to details. There wasn't much we disagreed on, but she was my fact checker. Sometimes when she corrected me, we agreed to keep my version and chalk it up to a 12-year-old's perspective. She was surprised by a lot of what she read because I had been a pretty private child. Can you imagine, like, to read through an experience you had and read it through your child, your 12 year old child's mind, like what oh, yeah. they were assuming or thinking of this experience. That um, would be very interesting. The, yeah. And then he said, My father and sister haven't read it yet, which I find really interesting because his sister is an author as well. And I talked last week about how they've even co authored some books or worked together on books, but she, as of this interview, hadn't read it. Interesting. Yeah. So it doesn't go on anymore of why. Um, and then the next question that I wanted to just touch on quickly is, what are you working on now? And he said, I'm working on a middle grade comic adventure set on the 11th century Silk Road in the mm, Taklamakan Desert. We probably slaughtered that. The book hasn't been announced yet, so that's all I can say right now. Wow. He's kind of, he's got children's books, novels. All over the map. Graf- like young adult, juvenile fiction. Yeah, so. Wow. Anyway. I'm excited to start his book this week. I am too. Can't. I just can't get over the wait. cover. It's beautiful. I. It's probably yeah. one of my most favorite covers. It's so I, cool. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Very colorful. Yay. What else do we got to chat about? Books. Well, now we get to talk about <laughs> what we're reading. Woo-hoo! Which really was a process for me narrowing it down. Me too, and I still like I narrowed it down to five. <laughs> I'm only going to hit three, but we'll see as we go. Okay, which ones you're going to Which ones choose? we're going to go. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Let's hear it. The book I am going to talk about today is uh, Tending Roses by Lisa Wingate. Oh, I like Lisa Wingate. I've read a few of hers. Yes, she's written a she bunch. She has a lot of books. Before We Were Yours, The Book yes. of Lost Friends. Um, this one was new to me. It came out in 2018 but i had never heard of it i don't even know how it came i i found it but it's been uh it's been on hold for a little while and it finally came up Uh for me okay so this is a story of a young new mom Uh she has just like a four-month-old baby and her husband and they have to go and take care of her grandmother who is getting old and she had a stroke and they're worried about her health, and she lives on a farm in a small town, and nobody wants to, like, none of the family wants to go out there. You know, it's just a small farm away from everything. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of drew the short stick, and their situation was such that they were able to go out and be with her. So she, before Christmas, goes out, like, and is going to, the plan is for her to spend the month of December with her mm-hmm. and kind of get their ho- her house ready because when the rest of the family comes for Christmas, they're going to break the news that they're going to sell the farm and she's going to move into a home. Okay. And so she kind of has this job of prepping grandma, grandma and prepping the house yeah. for this experience. So the family is quite estranged. You know, there's been some falling outs, some things that have happened in the past that have created a lot of distance between them. They don't speak much. And really grandma is the only thing keeping them at all connected. Mm-hmm. So you get to follow um, 
this family through this experience, specifically this woman with her child and her husband and as she cares for her grandma and the things that her grandma teaches her during this time that they're together. Yeah. I mm. at first expected like this wise woman who's imparting her wisdom onto this new young mother, yeah. her grandchild. It is not like that. Wow. She's a kind of a crotchety old lady. Oh, I and love she's a good stuck older in her lady. ways. Yeah. Okay. And she's not stupid. She, I'm sure she, she knows knew something's going on. What was going on. And yet she still was just going to do things her way. And over the amount, over this month time period, it was, it was fun to see their interactions, the thing, the way that this, her granddaughter internalized the things that were happening with her mm -hmm. grandmother and, in her own life now that they had like stepped out of her life, right? Her mm -hmm. real life. She stepped out for a minute to be with grandma. And I think it gives you a different perspective when you take a step back. What's most important in life? Mm -hmm. What do we want for our future? Um, now I have this child. What do I want for him? Um, maybe a little bit of understanding as to why grandma made choices that she made and why she is the way that she is. Mm -hmm. It was really fun. I really liked it. You know, um, Lisa is an amazing author. She tells the story so well, and this one was no different. I awesome. gave it four stars. Fantastic. Okay, the first one I'm going to talk about today is David and Goliath, Underdogs, Misfits, and the Art of Battling Giants by Malcolm Gladwell. I love Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. I love listening to his voice. I love his <laughs> podcast. I do his audiobooks every time because it just to hear him talk about things is enjoyable, very enjoyable. Um, but I also learn so much and I walk away with a different perspective on things that I've never given a lot of thought to, or it didn't even cross my mind to think that way. And this one did not disappoint. Same thing. This, this one came out a couple of years ago, I think 2018. So I may be a little slow. Oh, 2013. I'm really slow to get to this one. I don't even know why now was the time for it to be on my radar or not. I don't know. But I just read it. I gave it four stars. And this starts out by telling the story of David and Goliath and about how um, Goliath is this giant. Nobody can beat him. And, and it talks about how we tell stories from this fantastical point of view where it's like the underdog is, we are just rooting for the underdog and here's this huge giant and here comes David and he's little and scrawny and nobody wants to fight Goliath and everyone backs down, but David stands up and says, I can do this. And David takes out his slingshot, throws a rock and, and conquers Goliath. Okay. That's the story we all know, right? right. From the Bible. We all have heard that one. Um, we use that, you know, as examples on everything, you know, like the David and Goliath team, and it's just referenced a lot. Well, if you really break down the story, and any story of this type, and really compare what were really the differences and whatnot, that's not necessarily the story. It wasn't the weak or small guy who had all, you know, that it was just the underdog by luck did it. It looks into Goliath, and he most likely had a pituitary issue, which then made he think slower. And so his reaction time would have been slower. And the way they battled at the time was not, you used 
hand-to-hand combat, not a weapon. So when Goliath came to the party, he thought this would be hand against hand, and he's clearly bigger, he's going to win. But David came to the party with a different set of rules. And so it's just, let's break down these stories that we are using, you know, these misfits that could never do it or this that could never do that. And really, and he gives lots of different examples. That's just the first one he starts with. Lots of different examples of these stories we glom onto and use as example and use to glorify whatever it is we're talking about. What is the real story? What are we glorifying? I love that. We need to think about, maybe thinking a little bit between the lines on things. Anyway, I, I like that. I really liked it. I gave it four stars. Anything from Malcolm Gladwell. I'm a fan. So if you I was read just it, like looking at it because I was like, I know Malcolm Gladwell. Like I know his name mm-hmm. so well, and I have not read any of his books. Oh, you you should read some. I'm going to have to. I was just scrolling through going like, wow, look at all these books. I highly recommend. I loved Outliers. I, I've read Talking to Strangers was fantastic. I have that on a want to lead. Re- His to podcast lead is amazing. Like, yeah, you you will not be I'm disappointed. Check it out. Yeah. Fun. Cool. Fun. He's a great storyteller. So he weaves in, you know, looking beyond and what's the real story here? and What are we perpetuating and why? It's, That's awesome. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. All right. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about is Hester by Laurie Lico Albanese. I have seen this on so many lists. It has been. I think I've had it on hold for quite a while. Is it a long one? Okay. Yeah. I, it was I a believe longer. it because it has been on a lot of must read lists. Well, I think I put it on hold like right when it came out. It came out in October. Okay. So and I mean, so it's been a couple of months. I think I've had I've to wait for, for it. it. Um, this is the story um, of a young woman in the early 1800s okay. who um, is born in Scotland. She has this weird family thing. I don't even know how to exactly describe it, where she sees like colors mm-hmm. in sounds. Interesting. And she is a seamstress and she can weave like and it, and the colors are emotions like so she can it's almost like seeing auras she weaves the pattern based off of like the color or she emotion or kind, yes like if she's trying to, a, to um, like create a certain because she can do she does hand stitching and so okay. she'll paint a picture with her thread does that make sense yeah, you yes, know how you can like yeah. sew flowers with Absolutely. your thread so she'll paint she'll sew a picture uh-huh. And she's using, she wants to create a certain emotion and it like, with the it. colors it are tied in it. She can hide words. So people will like be able to, if they, if it, if I'm intending a message for you, I can like hide that in my, in my scenes. If I also have that same ability as you Not or necessarily. just anyone. Okay. Yep. Nope. So it's really fascinating. Okay. So at the beginning of the book, which I found this super interesting is this is actually a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes they they'll call it like a sixth sense, but there there are people who have talked about like musicians who will talk about when they hear music they actually see 
Mm-hmm. the colors associated with that music. She specifically mentions Billie Eilish has talked about this in interviews that when she hears music, she actually sees colors. Wow. And she can see the notes in the music represent like uh-huh. colors for her. You know, uh, total side note, every yeah. time I listen to an interview from Billie Eilish, I am blown away at her and her brother's musical talent and abilities. Well, she has oh. a sixth sense. Yes, so there's something makes, to be yeah. said about it. Um, and throughout time, there have been people who have talked about like how maybe one sense is pulled into another sense. Mm-hmm. They kind of work together. And when we didn't, but it wasn't really understood until recent years. Mm-hmm. And they've, as they've studied it more and looked into it more, that it's actually a thing. And so when people would talk about this in these early years, um, they took it as magic. Witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that that would happen. It felt yeah. strange. It sounded it was strange and, and bizarre. And there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And that is magic. Mm-hmm. And therefore you are, you must. You're a witch. Yeah. You're a witch. And so her mother, because she had this ability and it was something that was ran in their family, she basically taught her to hide it and never speak of it and to quiet it down to try to. I don't know, get rid of it if you yeah, can. Suppress it. Ignore it. It's not there. And yeah. so she kind of started her life like that. Anyway, she gets married. Husband falls into some financial problems. So they come to America to start their life here where they can be debt free. Okay. He takes a job on a boat and she's left to fend for herself. And she he leaves her with no money. So she uses her needlework. And you watch her try to make her way as... A woman on her own, although mm-hmm. she is married, in this new world. And it was really fun. I enjoyed it. It was a fun story. It's a fun twist with this, like, a little bit of mystic. But it was. it's based on something that is actually something people have, which mm-hmm. I just found really interesting. So I, I liked it. I gave it three stars. And it's called Hester. Hester. Interesting. By Lari Lico Albanese. I like it. I know. If anyone, yeah, not, this is one that you like want to talk yeah. about with people. Like, let want to hear what you list. thought about it. Yeah. Okay, I read "Blaze Me a Sun" by Christopher Carlson. Now, I read. I got this somewhere. I read um, an article or something comparing this to like. The last great mystery novel out of Sweden was Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yes. And have you read that? Have you read that yes, series? Yes, I love that series. I love that series. <laughs> I love it. So when I saw this is the next greatest thing since Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, it's a number I two. was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Well, maybe that would have been more helpful. It's a number two. Well, I just noticed that. Maybe... You know, I didn't feel like I was lost, though. That's weird. Well, um, one of them is maybe wonder, in a different language. Well, so it was originally published in Swedish. So maybe these are all the same book, but in different languages. So maybe that's it. Anyway, it does here, here say Hollandsvitten number two. It does say that. But I did not read a number one. I did not even notice that when I first got it. And I didn't feel like I was lost. I felt like it. You understood the story. I understood the storyline, but I wonder if that would have made a difference. Now, it was a good book. I gave it three stars. 
Okay. It was not the greatest book since. It's a murder mystery. It's a murder mystery. It was good. It was a little slow. Okay. Um, it was like a slow burn mystery. Sure. Okay. It okay. It was good, but it was not Girl with a Dragon Tattoo good. Okay. So I just want to throw that out there. I enjoyed it, but it is not near. You it's cannot good put it on the same level. It's a slow burn mystery. But with that said, I still put Girl with a Dragon Tattoo series above it. But maybe okay. I need to go in and read one and that would make a difference. If there is but a I one. But I liked it. I'm yeah, kind of, if there I'm is a one. Sure. I don't really know. But it's so it it takes place in a small Swedish town, 1986. Um, there's a police officer, Sven. And his son is young at the time, and he gets called out to um, an abandoned car on the side of the road. And this is a small farming town. Everyone has farms. Um, just not everyone knows everyone. Not a lot going on. And he gets to the car and looks in the back seat, and there's a woman who appears unconscious or dead. And he opens the door. There's blood. He checks for a pulse. He thinks in the moment that he feels a pulse. Um, there's blood. Like I said, there's blood. And so, and he tr- kind of tries to get her to come bring her to consciousness by maybe giving her a little jolt or a little shake. She doesn't come to, it doesn't awaken her. And so he knows and he's just so sure there was a pulse. You know, he's like, yes, I felt it. And I, and then he questions after, was that hopeful thinking? Yeah. Or did I really feel it? Because then he gets her to the emergency room. She does not, she is not alive. He drives her to the emergency room in her own car. He doesn't move her. He doesn't call an ambulance, which it doesn't even really focus on that. Like he should have called an ambulance. I think this is such a small town that. It doesn't talk like that was the wrong thing to do. He just hops in the front seat, starts the car, and gets, gets her to her the to emergency the room. Yes. So all of this, it's kind of going, you know, his son starts out um, the book. It has that. And then it also is jumping to his son as an adult and writing a book. And he's writing about this specific murder. And, and he's kind of researching and trying to figure out what happened because they – never caught the murderer. They never caught who did it. And then there's a little later, another um, murder that seems suspicious and very similar. So they're thinking this is a serial killer and this is a small town that's really, you know, upturned it. And so it's the son going through his son becomes a police officer before he's writing this book. So it's kind of jumping timelines a little. Um, And then he quits being a police officer and gets into writing this book. And, and as he's researching it and finding, you know, things come up in files and things happen in the future and in the past that lead to more things. And there's just, there's a lot. You think you know who the killer is, but the whole time I'm like, no, could it have, was it him? Did he make a mistake? Was she really dead the whole time or was it his fault? There's just a lot of, blaming and unknown things because he didn't have a partner with him when he found her. And so, you know, what was, who's telling the truth? Who's guilty? Who's innocent? And you will like it. Okay. It was good. It was good. I like it. I liked it, but I did want to talk about it in comparison to Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Totally. It's not that, but it's a good book. I gave it three stars. Awesome. Very good. All right, the last book I'm going to talk about today is 
The Wilder Women by Ruth Emmy Lang. Wilder. I think it was a book club, like, um, what is it called? Book of the Month. Okay. Yeah. Book. Yeah. At one point. And so I'm like, oh, I'll add that to my list. And I had it on hold and it came available. Um, this, this one was really interesting to me because I love the synopsis. Mm -hmm. Like I immediately was like, ooh, I like a little magic. Yes, you do. Did you know? I love real life, but I love the idea of like a little bit of mystic, yeah. like that is involved. It just makes things more fun. And this felt like that to me. This is the story of two sisters whose mother disappeared five years prior to when we're meeting them. Okay. And the older sister was 18. And so the young, and the younger sister was like, you know, five years before that, you know, it's, she's now 18. Okay. So she was 13 when her mother disappeared. And um, they're both in very – because she was 13 when her mother disappeared, she went into a foster home. And her sister, who was 18 when the mother disappeared, was kind of on her own. Figure out life and your mother is gone. Yeah. So um, she has – they've had much different lives since their mother's been gone. But now younger sister is graduating high school. Mm -hmm. They've decided to go on a – trip together to celebrate the sisters and because they don't get to spend very much time together and younger sister foster parents adore her and love her and want to adopt her. She cannot agree until she knows what's happened to her mother. And she also doesn't want to hurt her sister. She knows that would be very hurtful. So she's trying to figure out, but she loves this family who has cared for her. Yeah. So, um, she hijacks their vacation and turns it into we need to find mom. We need to find out what happened to mom. Wow. So the fun thing about these sisters is the older sister gets visions of the future. She gets these visions, these like impressions. She'll just see something happening. She may Mm -hmm. not understand what's happening or why it's happening or what it means. Like it's like having a snapshot of Something, but you Just don't a glimpse. Yes, with no backstory or information on it. Right, a little okay. bit of psychic stuff there, without a lot of knowing. Right. Yeah. Which I think is what that really is, anyway. Right. You get told something, but don't really understand how it fits into the great big picture. Yeah. Younger sister has this ability to to receive other people's memories. It doesn't just happen wherever she wants. It's not like she can be like, oh, I want your memory. I want yours. But just randomly? She will. It's random. Okay. She can sometimes conjure it, but a lot of it is random. If she goes into a place, like let's say she goes into a restaurant and she sits in a chair, Mm -hmm. she will remember what other people ate there and and how they felt about it. So she'll she'll be like, oh, I'm going to go see what the best thing to eat here is. And she'll go into a memory and be like, oh, yeah, I want that. That was really good. Yeah. That is so That's just a funny way to like describe it, but she'll yeah. have other memories. So she'll might, she might be in a, another public place and she'll have someone's memory from that place. Mm-hmm. So they try to use these two abilities. Yeah. The first sis, the older sister is not happy okay. that this is what they're doing. She's actually quite angry at their mother. So for the rest of this book, we have these like flashbacks of before their mother was gone and what a happy family they were mm-hmm. and leading up to her disappearance. And then as they discover what step to take next throughout their vacation Mm -hmm. until they 
find or not find their mother. It's It was a fun story. Okay, I really liked it. I gave it four stars. This was the thing that was super interesting to me is that it gets 3.5 stars on Goodreads, yeah. which is still good, yeah. but it's not like really great. I was really surprised actually. I thought- it was it really, I thought it was well written. It was yeah. a fun, interesting story. Yeah. I actually really liked the way it ended. It wasn't just like, everything is great. You know, it was just a fun, I mean, it was a really honest way of ending the book. I liked it. Yeah. I was surprised. So anyway, I feel like it deserves a higher rating. I want someone else to read it and talk to me about it. It's yeah. not like it was the greatest book ever written. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised that it has gotten... So many lesser star ratings. So many lesser star ratings. Isn't that interesting? I love to go through and read other people's reviews. Yes. And be like, are you kidding? Or yes, yes, yes. That's exactly how I felt about it. Yeah. Like they're all over. Everybody. And like like I said, sometimes I've read a book, different points in my life, the same book. Yeah. And have completely different takeaways from them. So true. So that is when we read a book and our experiences affect a lot of times. I know. So I really want, if you've read this, please talk to me about it. I want to know if you felt like other people and gave it, you know, fewer stars or if you thought like, oh, I really liked it. I want to know what you thought about it. Anyway. Okay. Ben, good list. And they do run into other people with other abilities, which I think is so interesting. Yeah. People are so creative. And people hide their stuff. And don't you think that would be real? Like, if I could do something, I knew you'd think I was weird. I'm not going to tell you You're about gonna, it. Uh, no. So it makes me, like, look around going, like, what are you doing? What, what do you do? What are you hiding Nothing. from me? <laughs> but I still think it's cool. I read books. That's what me I too. do. I don't we come have with the same special ability. ability. But okay. <laughs> All right. The last one I finished. I actually just finished this yesterday. It's called Uncultured, a memoir. And in Uncultured, Cult is in red. So this is by Daniela Mastinyak Young. And it is the story. She was born and raised in the cult, um, the children of God. What oh, is this cult? I don't, I've never heard it of it. It is crazy. I mean, I think you can say that about most cults being crazy. But yes, this one specifically, she is high ranked. Her family is high ranked in it. I think it was like her grandfather's brother who started it. Or maybe even her grandfather who started the cult. It was originally I did some research on this cult because I didn't know a lot about it. It was started in the 60s by some runaway hippies. And they focus a lot on the rapture is coming. Like, why would you educate your kids, spend time, you know, making money or educating yourself or doing all this? Because the rapture is going to be tomorrow. If the rapture was tomorrow, what are the important things you should do right now? Yeah. So that's kind of their belief. And the important things you should do, they were considered missionaries. So she grew up in Brazil and um, they would go out. Every member was required to go out and preach on the streets and then ask for donations for their church. They would sing to people Christian songs. They were making um, movies and albums that preached their religion and beliefs. Now, it being a cult, of course, there's gross, yucky stuff involved. Mm. One of those being um, rape, incest, that sex was a gift from God and how to show God that you loved them. There were not really any rules about 
sex. The things that she talks about growing up in this cult are unimaginable. That's awful. How could you ever walk away from this without trauma? You, I mean, there is some deeply embedded trauma PTSD. When she is 18, she wants out and she, um, she's in trouble for something. She snuck out and, um, so she tells her parents, she gets mad and finally says, I want out. This is not what I believe. And she's in trouble her whole childhood because she questions. And this cold age, you don't question, you just do. Right. We trust those above us who have made these rules and preach to us and teach us that this is what, um, this is what it is. And we don't question and we don't, you know, go against it. Well, she has questioned the whole time and she'll say questions and she's punished for thinking differently or saying things speaking out. Mm -hmm. And so finally at 18, she's like, I want out. And she leaves. She comes to the United States. She is a U.S. citizen. So even though she was in Brazil and raised in Brazil, her parents were American and she has U.S. citizenship. So she goes back to the United States. She's never been to any kind of formal schooling. She wants to go to school. She registers in high school. And then it talks about... so. The cult part of it is like the first third of the book. Okay. And then it goes into her experience outside of a cult and how difficult that was. Trying to like navigating. Yeah. Like outside world. The group mentality of high school kids and teenagers, the group mentality of girls, the group mentality of boys. And compared to her childhood, her viewpoints on how they're doing things like that seems so frivolous. Yeah. Because her childhood was like this. Yeah. Anyway, she graduates high school. She gets, uh, she has a really great counselor or principal that takes her under her wing and just shows you, you know, like, you're smart, you're doing great in school, finds out about her past and what she's come from and helps her find scholarships and get accepted into college. And she goes to college. After college, she joins the army. And then the rest of the book is about her experience in the army with um, group behavior and group mentality and women in the military versus men in the military and what her experiences are with that. And this whole time, there are trauma triggers and things going on. Like she, she has suffered. Like this is wow. unbelievable. I, I gave it four stars. Uh, it was really good. I came to this book because it was about a cult. And I love to read and find out about cults. Okay. It's intriguing to me. This book was not so much about the cult. This book's overall umbrella theme was group behavior. Interesting. And that we all want to be a part of a group. We search out to be included in a group and to be with people who are like-minded. Yeah. And then it talks about once we get into that group, what the group behaviors are and how um, that could be good, but it can also not be good there. It can be dangerous wow. because different groups thinking they're the best. So it talks about like she went to war in Afghanistan and that's a group, you know, and we're at war against this group and that group thinks they're doing what is right. And then here we've got our military thinking we're the best military in the whole world because this is our belief and we're right. You know, and I'm yeah. not saying one is right or another is wrong, but there are things in both that, you know, it goes into like the waterboarding that was happening. And, you know, that is not a pretty part of the U.S. military, you know, so 
we all do things out of what we think is the best and that we're right. And maybe that, and to her, she has a very different viewpoint on it. To her, it's to be human is to be human and all humans should be treated with kindness. And so comparing different groups um, and her story through all of it is just very eye-opening wow. and amazing. Um, I really commend her bravery in everything she's done. After she got out of the military, she went back and got a master's degree and she's just really excelled. And I, I just, That's I really amazing. admire her. So uncultured a memoir by Daniela Mastinyak young. Um, I gave it four stars. That's a good read. Check it out. Boom. Gosh, thanks for listening today. That was a lot. That was a lot. We enjoy talking to you. You're the best. Come back next week for book club. Yes. Can't wait. Yes. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe. Share with your friends. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.